Um, have you been lately performing over there in LA? Like, how is the LA scene right now? No, I. To be honest with you, I have no idea, dude. I have not played a show since 2019. Oh, for real? Yeah, dude. My last show was in December, right before COVID hit, which was uh, in Fresno. Mm. And it was this uh, show called, I believe it was called Cold Front Fest. Right. Shout out the boys from Fresno. Um, yeah, dude, that's the last time I touched CDJs. Wow. Yeah, ever since I've been like, locked in here i mean obviously i i go out and do what i have to do with caution but i don't play shows i've just i've been sticking to a production mm. yeah dude i miss playing shows <laughs> to be honest yeah, i miss it dude there's opportunities where people ask me to play and honestly i turn it down just because i don't know man like that's that could be another subject that we talk about too like there's artists that are playing shows during covid yeah let's talk about it let's talk about it i understand artists have to make their money it's a struggle for all of us. Mm -hmm. But me personally, I wouldn't be playing house parties. I wouldn't be playing shows that don't have health precautions just because mm -hmm. that's my reputation. Mm. You feel me? Like, I don't care if you're going to offer me like what? $500 to play. Like if it's mm. in a room, it's, if it's a house party with no masks, no one's following rules. Like why dude? You're just, you're, it's a, you're a problem to the cause. You're adding, you're adding fire. You're adding fuel to the fire. You know, it's funny you say that because you have, I don't know if you notice how the Miami scene is right now, but it's basically how what you're describing. And I've talked to some of the promoters in this show that I've released with them, you know, and mm -hmm. and they're taking precautions in their in their shows, you know, in their shows, they're taking precautions. But I did mm -hmm. ask them personally, like, do you think it, it's actually a right thing to do? And their answer was basically because, you know, you know, we need to keep the economy going because if not, right. then, you know, we're done for, you know, we're done. Like, we don't know when it's our next meal and stuff like that. And we're taking precautions. We're doing a capacity limit. Like the only times you are allowed to come to a show, it's only ticket based. So, mm -hmm. you know, first comes first served doesn't exist. It's more ticket. Like if you purchase the ticket, you're allowed to come. If not, then you're not allowed to. They say they do the machines and whatnot, and they tell everybody to wear the mask. Made. But I did ask them, like, well, but I mean, what happens when they're drunk? Like, like these people are going to eventually take off their mask, you know, to drink and whatnot. Don't you think that you're going to have a fin? And he, most of them just ask, tell me, like, it's an inevitable. It's going to happen. Like, people, we try to right. reinforce as much as we can, but, you know, people are just mm -hmm. going to do it. And not long ago, not long ago, before you join in to the Zoom, meet, Zoom call, I was just watching a live show on IG Live from a DJ that I know. And bro, it's insane. Like, there's like a lot of people on a Sunday night, a lot of people without mask on. And mm. fuck social distancing. I'll tell you that. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they were all together dancing with masks and all that shit. And mm. <sighs> bro... It's hard. It's it's a very hard subject. People, they have the urge to party. You know, they don't give a shit. Honestly. Right. But from an artist standpoint, if you know what you're getting yourself into and you know there's not going to be health precautions and you're doing it just to be a DJ and get fucked up and, you mm. know, be the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Bro. That's fucked up. If you're an artist that needs money, 
you know, it's dude, it goes both ways. But at the same time, if you have, at least if you have it in your mind and you know, like, Hey, like I'm going to have my mask on, I'm doing it for, because I, for financial reasons Mm -hmm. and you know, you're going to be responsible and the crowd doesn't cooperate. That's not your problem. You're here to get paid. So that's what, that's the way I see it, dude. I I can see it both ways, man. But honestly, if I was in, if I was a fan, if I was going to a show, I'm not an artist. And I'm there to party and not wear my mask, dude. That you, you're the part of the problem. Exactly. Just wear a damn mask, bro. It's not that hard. It's really not that hard. And some people might not agree with their. They have their own beliefs, you know. But I, me personally, just out of respect for the people that have COVID and their parents that have COVID, and I'm the gonna- ones and the ones that I die because of COVID. Exactly. It's just. It's just respect yes that's the way i see it look i don't care if i have to wear a mask if i'll wear a mask i'll wear a mask fine fuck it let's go for it but i mean god bro like we're in in a pandemic we still haven't gotten out of this why are you being irresponsible by taking off your mask you know right like in a public area like why why is it that you have to risk it okay let's say that you don't have covid all right kudos good for you but you don't know if the next person had COVID or not or, or is asymptomatic to COVID, you know? You know, mm-hmm. you don't know that, bro. They already confirmed that COVID is like airborne. Like it's it goes from one person to another. It only takes that one person to to give you that COVID, man. Why risk it? Why risk it, to be honest? And look, I don't, I don't, I don't like I get that these DJs they gotta do what they gotta do because it's their money. That's their financial thing right now. Personally, me, I will not go out to a show yet until I see things are getting clear, you know. And and right. another thing that I I I'm I was curious about Mikey when I asked him in the previous episode was like, you know, if 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 they call you to do a show that let's say that let's say in this Tiesto is in the in town and and they call you to hey you want to do a back to back with him are you willing to go with it? You're asking me? Well, that I was asking, I was I was actually telling him. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and he's his response was, yeah, like, you know, if, if the opportunity is there, he'll go for it. I respect right. that. But I, right. but in my perspective, like, hey man, I guess I will feel the same way if Zomboy tells me, like, hey, let's do a back to bat. I'll be like, Yeah, all right, though, let's do a back to back. But at the same time, I'll be like very hesitant to go as well. I'll be like, mm. yeah, I, yeah, it goes both ways, man. It's hard. It's really yeah. hard because from an artist standpoint, if you get that once in a lifetime opportunity, oh man, like I would yeah. want to seize it. But at the same time, I'm going to try my best to be the most responsible about it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have my mask glued to my damn ears, bro. Like, I'll have even latex gloves and shit, bro. Ain't nobody touching me. I'll be like, yo, fist bumps yeah. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, bro. Like, wing. Yeah, a lot A lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm actually, I wouldn't call myself a germaphobe, but I'm a very clean person. Mm. I wash my hands like not even, dude. I don't wash my hands in an hour. I'm washing my hands, bro. <laughs> like that type of shit, dude. I, I, I'm around my family a lot. I'm around my grandparents a lot. Right. And just to be on the safe side, that's one of the main reasons why I turn down shows. I have gotten mm. opportunities to play and I say no. But, you know, everybody has a story. Not everyone lives with their family or next to their, you know, their, um, their older relatives. So, dude, the subject is, it's a very... 
it's a vague sub it's a very it's a slippery, slippery slope you know like yeah it's kind of vague it's 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 there's a gray area in this black and white situation you know but I, the reason i asked because i, I want to know everybody's opinions about this because i personally have my own beliefs like i honestly will be very hesitant if zomboy tells me let's go back to back you know i'll For be sure. very hesitant because For again sure. I I I got I got my brother here. He li he's my roommate, but I also got my girl. And my girl, she works on a rehab facility that also treats COVID patients. Mm. So she's in there in the front lines all the time, right. you know. And she's like you. She's she's definitely like very ger not germaphobe, but very clean, clean. Like she needs. To, she always makes sure she washes her hands because she yeah. actually lives with her sister, and her sister's got new. If and twins, it's like they're okay. Two so she has to be extra sterile. Yeah. So and then that's where in my in my <laughs> perspective, that's why I I wouldn't risk it overall because I got my girl and my girl's got her sister's twins as well. Mm -hmm. So if I if I go out and I do something and I, and I get it and I get I can get it to her and she can get it to her twins and God forbid anything happens to anyone, you know? Yeah. And that, and we're trying to, avoid, you know, and that's why I'm like, I'm okay by s just chilling in my crib, man. I don't care if I stay here or anything, but because mm -hmm. I'm not gonna risk it, I'm not gonna risk it for my family. Which, by the way, my parents come over here as well once in a while every month, you know. So I'm not gonna risk them, their lives as well. I'm not gonna risk right. my brothers, my girls. So look how many people I'm surrounded with. It only takes me to go out one time and that one time it gets that 90% probability that I may get it even though I'm completely covered and safe. But why risk it, you know? And then the people that they're around, mm. it's a chain, dude. It's a big chain. Domino effect, basically. Yeah, yeah. But just to sum up, just to sum up what I said, because some people are sensitive as hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I'm going to put it like this. If you're playing shows, small shows, knowing that there's no precautions, you might want to reevaluate being an artist because I don't think you care enough about all of us getting better. I agree. Let's just leave it at that, man. If, and, if, and if you're playing shows that are like drive-ins and you're, they, they wear masks, bro. People playing drive-in shows wear masks. Even though they're social distancing with each Even other. Even though they're social distance, bro. You go to a damn house party, no one's wearing a mask. Like, come on, man. Oh, bro. You have no idea how many of these house parties I'm seeing. I'm seeing through social media again from Instagram that I see all the time people having a good time without a fucking mask. I'm like, yeah. See, this is why Florida's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I wouldn't be able to do it, bro. I cannot. Like, if if you're going to do it and you and you feel like you're clean, you feel like you don't have the virus, whatever, dude, that's that's on you, bro. But me personally, I'm straight. I'm going to stay here till this shit's over. I agree with you, man. When this shit is over. All right, bro. Let's do our thing. Let's let's get let's shit. Go, man. I'm let's, ready. Let's go, ready. man. But yeah, ma. no, I, I am risking. I'm with you on that. I respect that, man. I just wish that, you know, many people can see our perspective, you know, about the situation because I get it. People want to get out of the house. Everybody's fucking tired. They want to get an out. They want to go back to normalcy. But you need to understand what is normalcy right now. Like, I'm, you know what it is? 
I f- wearing mask, I feel is like the new normal. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we're ever going to go back again to be like not wearing mask at all. Like even if let's just say that there's no oh, more COVID case. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Let's just say uh, that there's there's barely any COVID cases. Barely. And I didn't say there's okay. no more. I say barely any COVID cases. Okay. And let's just say that, you know, all right, mask is now no longer mandated. I'll probably be wearing my mask here and there to go certain places, you know? Right. For sure. Because let me put it this way. Let me tell you this. I I found out about this not so long ago. And then I was like, wow, okay. The Spanish flu, they haven't found a cure to that, to that flu. And that flu happened in the 1900s, in the early 1900s, something like that. I think it was around the 1920s. I'm not exactly sure. Yes, around there, around there. And those Mm -hmm. earliest times. Again, Spanish flu. They haven't found a cure for that. That means that that shit is still lingering around somewhere, you know? Same goes with the Zika. Same goes with the dengue, with the swine flu, the bird flu, the whatever other flu we is out there like look how many viruses and flus are out there that we still haven't found a cure and it's all based on vaccination i feel covid is gonna be just like that i mean covid hit us hard pretty sure that's guaranteed a little too hard (laughs) a little too hard but i blamed our government for that I'm not gonna get into. I'm not, I'm not gonna get into it either. But yeah, we'll leave it. We'll leave it like that. That's that. We can go for hours, bro. We yeah, can go yeah. for hours. But I feel like because of because such phenomenon happened, mm-hmm. I feel like it's lingering effects. It's gonna affect a lot of people, especially the people who are very meticular, like the germaphobe people that they're always washing their hands and everything. Those guys are scarred for life. That's for sure. Yeah. They're, like, you know, they, and it's, they're gonna, all the time you'll be like, I just touch you. Hold on. Let me just wash my hands. Yeah. Yeah. That They're scarred for life and I don't blame them. You know, I don't blame it. I can see how easily you can get this, bro. Like, it, mm-hmm. it's wild, bro. So that's why I feel like we're gonna be doing like the Japanese trend. You know, when the Japanese, they feel sick, they just wear the mask. Or when they feel they're in an area in which you there's heavily populated and you can easily get sick, they wear a mask. That's why most of these mm-hmm. Japanese people wear masks when you see them out there. Oh, okay. I, hey, respect I to mean, Japan, bro. They are smart for doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. There's, for sure, dude. They are one step ahead, bro. Like, And that's, that goes for any race, not just them. I guess for any race, if you wear a mask for feeling sick, respect to you, man, because you might prevent something. Exactly, bro. But to like piggyback off the subject and to kind of get away. Yeah, 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 yeah. The COVID talk, um, it, it has been a blessing and a curse, but mostly a blessing for us producers because it helped us to grow. It gave us more time to be locked up in our studio and just create. You feel me? If it, I feel like if it wasn't for COVID... I, w- I don't think I would have gotten the opportunity with Subsidia because I made the malady of without you um, during COVID. I was locked Look up Look at that. Look at the bright side yeah. to that. Blessed, bro. Blessed. Hey, you need to, bro, you need to, you got to submit, bro. You got to send me some music. I want to I hear what you got, dude. 
Oh, absolutely. I'll send you some right away, man. Absolutely. I got some. Um, you got to release on Subsidia one day, bro. You could do it. Maybe with the songs that I actually have, I can probably do because I have like two metal step songs, one regular bro step and one melodic dubstep. Like, I think I got enough to make myself my own EP with these guys. <laughs> oh, dude, man. Send it. I want to hear that. I'm going to send it to you, man. Um, What else? What else? So... All right, so I can tell you that the Miami scene right now is pretty wild. You know, shows are going left and right, and you know, and and you say that the LAC is pretty much the same, or is it like you know, it's like no, nah, it's uh, I haven't heard of shows in LA like house parties and stuff like that, mm-hmm. not that I know of. So I, but at the same time, like not even show wise, people still go out to restaurants, right, right, they're not wearing their masks, you know, right. stuff like that. So it, it's kind of the same thing. How how is it over there in Cali? Like is like I heard I I heard so many bad stories about Cali right now during this pandemic. Like I heard like in lockdown that everybody's is fucking everything up or government's fucking up or I don't know. Like I heard so many wild stories. Like the fact that Joe Rogan left LA to move to Texas. It already tells me like what the fuck is going on. I thought Florida was wild. Wait, did he leave? Te- did he leave LA? And go to Texas because of things like COVID getting too wild out here, or he's I he said that it was a between people are getting wild with COVID and so many restrictions are happening in LA and the homeless population is on a rise rise. Yeah, people are not listening. Just they mm. they just feel like they can do whatever the hell they want. But isn't in Texas? Didn't they lift that law? So it's gonna be even worse over there. I feel. It's going to be worse because, say, the COVID cases are dropping now in Texas. But, hey, let's lift up the the mess mandate. But, hey, just, yeah. even though we're re- we're lifting up, please be wary and wear your mask. I'm like, that's like telling a shark, <laughs> hey, I'm here, but don't bite me. Yeah, I'm here, <laughs> but don't bite me. OK. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, shit. Like, Texas and Mississippi. That's what I heard. It is what it is, bro. If I had the money, I'd move countries right now. Where, where, where would, what country would you go to? <sighs> Somewhere where you, oh, um, there was a country that in ultra, they made an ultra. They are COVID free right now. Um, hmm? I think it was, was it Singapore? Oh, or, or like Vietnam somewhere, dude, they are COVID free. And they were allowed to have an ultra. No masks, bro. Sure. No masks. Sure. COVID free though. Like, yeah. I'm like, I want to go there. That's <laughs> I want to go there. Wild, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You didn't hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, dude. That was an ultra festival. Like, no distancing, nothing. Like, as if everything was back to normal. Wait a minute. An actual ultra did happen in Singapore? Like, I know that Singapore has ultra, but it actually happened? Yes. I don't know if it was in uh, Singapore, but it was, uh, I believe it was either Singapore or Vietnam. Or Korea? No, it wasn't Korea. Um, Let me see if I could find it. I think, because you know what? 4B actually played there. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, 4B played. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. Got to scroll down. This man has... Been living the life, bro. So, or was it Thailand? I believe it was Thailand. Wow. Yeah. Over because he, he he posted uh 
I can't find the post where he played Ultra. Um, or you know what? No, it was another festival called 808 Festival. Okay. And then I could have sworn it was Ultra, dude. Maybe if I do some more research, but yeah, he's, he, he did a couple posts in Thailand and that everything was COVID free. No one's wearing masks or anything. That's wild. You yeah, know, bro. So I want to live there, man. Thai food is the best. Have you had Thai food? Absolutely, man. Thai food. I, I love, love their, Thai food, bro. I love their fried rice from Thailand, man. That shit is fire, Dude. bro. Shrimp fried rice with a... um. Have you tried the Patsy U noodles? I have. They're very good, bro. It's like the rice noodles, the thick yeah. white rice noodles. Oh my God. Yeah. So fire, bro. I always get chicken just because, you know, pork is a little heavier on my stomach. So I, I got I got to go with my chicken. I usually go, I, I go in between, like between pork, beef and chicken. I always vary, but I always made sure that it, that's, I sometimes go half and half. I sometimes go chicken and, and beef with noodles yeah. and rice. Like that's, do you ever have, the, do you ever put the shrimp in your rice? I personally do not like shrimp. Oh, you don't like shrimp. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. More. Not I, I, I stay away most of the time of the seafood coming okay. from somebody from Puerto Rico, right? Someone yeah, that's from the <laughs> island. Yeah. I don't eat seafood. Like I'm the wildest person ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Hey man, it in Miami, uh, all the restaurants uh next year pad, bro, they're so good. Like there's this I I think you went with this, or I'm not I'm not sure, but it was such a long time ago, bro. I don't even remember. It was like this Cuban Cuban restaurant. It was me, Kevin, and uh Disto. Oh, oh, shout out to this to Johnny. Shout man. out this though. He's Yo. from he's from Puerto Rico too, no? No, he's from um Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude. I dude, I actually met him for the first time there. Like I didn't know who he was until Kevin introduced me to him. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like this dude's like touring with Afrojack and shit. Oh like, no, dude. The dude is doing wild things, bro. Like that was a dope yeah. time, man. Yeah, shout out this though, man. He's a cool guy. Really cool guy. I, I, Everybody that I met, like Motsteb, that was my first time meeting them too. Like me too. I know they went way back, bro, but like I didn't know who they were. Like I didn't, I've never saw Motsteb. And then when Kevin introduced me, like, yo, that's Motsteb, like I kind of froze and I was like, wait, hold on. So I like pulled up my phone, I was like, Motsteb, just making sure. I was like, holy shit, that's them. Bro, you have no idea how I felt. Like, because it, it all came all sudden when Kevin told me, like, um, yo, like, they cancel them, their reservation, you know, like they don't have a yeah. place to stay. Is it okay? Is it cool for them to stay in your place? I'm like, yeah, oh. sure. For sure. For sure, man. Like, let them come over here. When I met them for the first time, Josh and Pat, that couldn't be any nicer, man. Those guys, those are our homies, man. Josh and Pat, oh, bro. Sure. So, yeah, that, that was my first time meeting Josh and Pat for the first time as well, bro. Like when they really? came here downstairs at my apartment, like that was dope, you know, and bro, I thought you knew them. Like I, I thought I thought you knew them. I only knew Kevin and based on Kevin and that's it, you know, because Kevin knows mm -hmm. them more than than we do, because obviously Kevin put them on a show on Puerto Rico and, and then he brought them over to Ultra to perform in Ultra, you know? Right. So. I only knew from 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 him, and then since then, bro, I've been hitting Pat every other day, bro. Yeah, dude, Pat is my boy. Yeah, <laughs> bro, I love Pat, dude. Shout out Pat. He's my freaking brother, dude. He, I tell him this all the damn time, dude. He made me who I am, bro. Because he mm. always, I always looked at him. I looked up to him, like 
bro, he's doing him. He's doing the thing, you know, him and Josh. Yeah. Super humble guys, man. Living the dream, touring, doing everything. And, and they're so humble, which is why I respect them, dude. I want to be, I want to be like them, bro, because they are just genuine people. And those are the kind of people you want to be around. Yeah, that's pretty cool because you you often don't see that on many of these high level artists, you know? Like for us, we never we we never saw Josh and Pat as like, oh my God, you know, the are these guys. We saw them as like the real as, form as Josh and Pat, you know? They're exactly. true. Exactly. That's what trips me out because <clears throat> before they right before they played Ultra, they were already in the hotel. I I didn't know what exactly they did, mm. you know? And I'm just like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, like I can tell they're not from here because they have accents, this and that. And then Kevin's like, that's Motstep. I'm like, that's Motstep, bro. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, bro, I was fanboying. No, I wasn't fanboying, but like inside, I was so, I was so excited because I'm like, dude, these are genuine ass people and they're on their way to rehearse for Ultra. Like, what? Like, I don't know, man. It still blows my mind to this day. Absolutely, bro. I've never, I've, and, and let me tell you, I have met plenty of uh, EDM artists. I've met Skrillex tw too many times and shook his hand. Lucky. And I don't know why God didn't give me a cell phone at that time to take a picture with him. But, but hey, yeah, I was, I was with him. All right. I was with him. I met Zomboy, Megalodon. I met, I mean, Jeff's decision. Um, Jesus, fun case, bros. Borgor. Like, I've met so many artists, but none of them have been on the same caliber of friendship that I have with Josh and Pat. Like, none. And I can tell you, I have, I have, I have, I've been mentored by Dare, by Crimson Child, by Dr. Ozzy or a Prophet, but never have I got my great mentorship and friendship just like like Josh and Pat you know and I've never met anybody like that and bro and I'm shout out for them bro and yep. I was very 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 fanboy when Ross Rossi Myro the head of Disciple came to my place wait he was there too right yeah that's where I met him I was like wait okay yeah yeah dude insane bro like <laughs> li little did we know like these are the guys yeah you know? like they're the ones that are like doing the damn thing bro and the way i saw it is like i kind of i consider myself still like of a beginner artist when i met them at the time and i'd like you as well like i i thought you like you're more experienced producer than i was That also pushed me, that also motivated right, me right. to become a better producer because I'm like, you know what? These guys are doing it. Like, uh, my boy, like Kevin was like hyping you up behind Wolfson. Like he, he's doing the thing, you know, he's working. He has a lot of support, this and that. I'm like, I want to, I want to get there. Mm -hmm. And by watching you guys, bro. So like mad respect, dude, like because of you guys, I kind of, that's why I'm here, bro. So it's, it, man. it's just, it's crazy, dude. It's, it's crazy how the world works. And now I'm fucking doing a podcast with you, bro. Let's that's go. Right. Let's go. Let's go. Fire, bro. Yeah, bro. Right here. You know, like, as soon as I go, let's go. Like, you gotta like throw fire or some mm, shit. Bro, like, <laughs> gotta go that, that reggae side. Gunshots, gunshots. Bow.
Let's it's go. Works, bro. It's crazy. No, that's course. And I, let me tell you, I was still a beginner artist as well when we met, bro. The, the fitness is that at that time when you met me, I was already, I was already involved, but it, my music wasn't still out there, out there as it should, you know. Okay, so I, I feel like I felt that way because I ju- I didn't have any, like I didn't have any support at the time. Yeah, exactly. Like, and at that time, I was already out of the promotion game because I was tired of me working for free for them. And, you know, it wasn't doing much for me at that time. So I was just heavily focused on my music and try to perfect my craft as much as I can, you know, and little and learning little by little, you know. And then every time I send a song to these guys, these guys keep telling me like, all right, so do this, do that and do this and do that. And I was yep. like, all right, cool. I was, I was, I was just like, you. it's just that I have a heavy audio background when you met me. So I was more okay. into the you technical were, side. You, you were doing, can I say this? Uh, I don't yeah. know if it's a secret. No, no, you could say anything. There's no secrets. You were doing vocal packs, if I was not mistaken. I was, yeah. Bro, you were doing vocal packs for who? Hybrid Trap. Bro, that is crazy because Hybrid Trap was the first label to give me an opportunity. First oh, yeah, label. I remember. Bro, they signed uh my single with Blacks. No, the very first one was with Drop Central. Yeah, with Drop Central. All I do. That yeah. was the, first, the very first label. And then, yeah, that was right before I hit Miami. It was all Whoa. I do. Boom. And then right after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to send them more shit because they like it. Like they, they fucked with me at the time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to seize this moment. So I sent them another track, which was uh, uh, Out My Face. It was a release on uh, Hybrid Trap, like the official Hybrid yeah, Trap. Yeah, the label, official one. So it was that hard style track with Blacksmith. Uh, the, that boom, 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 face, yeah. boom, boom. Like, that was like the very first label that gave me a chance. And it's crazy because you did vocal packs for them. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, like it's crazy how like everything's kind of like in a circle. Yeah, bro. Like it's it's funny how the how the how life works, you know? Like everything goes around around and circle bats all the way to the beginning to what we do, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I was uh I think at that time I was either on my second vocal pack. Because I did free vocal pads with them. Okay, cool. And I wanted to release music with them, but you know they keep telling me like you know release it on your page and we'll repost it. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's a hit or miss. It's yeah. a hit or miss. I got lucky. I guess I got. I guess I just submitted at the right time when they were looking for singles. Yeah, because I because I released two tracks with them on Drop Central. Mm-hmm. And every other track that I released on my own was them reposting it, you know? Okay. And yeah, yeah. and then the vocal pads, which also helped me a lot as well, because that actually gave me a huge following. What what else? Yeah, after that, you know, like I stopped contacting them, you know, because I don't know. I've been hearing a lot of stories from them, but I don't, I don't want to get into it, you know? Okay. I, I didn't really hear about any of that stuff, but honestly, life goes on, bro. You move on to the next thing, you know, you just keep working no matter what. I agree. That, that's one thing that, uh, oh, you know what? That's some good advice for upcoming artists. I'm going to say this right now. If you guys are listening, don't depend on someone. Don't wait on them for an answer. Yes. Because you will be stuck waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting 
and nothing's going to happen, bro. Nothing's going to happen. Yes. And it happens most of the time. So I learned the hard way, yes. you know, bugging and bugging and bugging. And it's like, bro, they're not going to respond. Don't waste your time. Just go on to the next one. Go on to the next one. Just keep on working. You know, you know that's what it is. You know, something that I learned that on the later on is that, yeah, because I was stuck with that because I, I was waiting for someone to answer because one of them was taking so long and I was stuck in the loop. And then later on, I decided to... This was advice that was told by Crimson Child. He told me, he's like, yo, just fuck it. Send it all. Of, send send your music all at once. Fuck it. What's the worst thing that, that, that can happen? Because like, it's that thing. Like, if you wait long enough, then, you know, that song is, is going to be there waiting and then it's going to be sh shoved in the shovel, you know, in the, in the drawer right. and never to be released. And then you could have had that opportunity with this other label. So, I learned that, bro, send, if you're going to send music, send it all at once to multiple people. Whoever says yes to the first one, go fuck with them first, you know, because there's the one who responded with you first, you know. And you know what? It, it works. It works. I didn't manage to get any of my songs released when I did that, but I had response. I had people, I had labels respond to me. It's dope. It's not it for us. Keep sending more of your stuff. Right. And it's, right. I don't know what it is. It's some sort of a pressure that, that goes inside you when you're on that waiting game, you know? People and, get discouraged for sure. Yeah. For I, sure. But honestly, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, no. But, no. Um, that's a lot of artists' downfall. They get discouraged mm -hmm. and they say, oh, I'm not getting feedback. I'm not getting the support I want. I'm going to just quit. It's like, that's what separates the big dogs from the chihuahuas. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be consistent. You have to bite the bullet and say, you know what? It's not working, but I'm going to find a way. I'm going to keep sending music. I'm going to keep working because if I do, eventually, if I want it bad enough, it'll happen. You mm -hmm. know? A lot of people don't see results right away and they just give up. I agree. It is what it is, bro. If you quit, that's on you. It's one less artist that we have to worry about in this industry. As harsh as it sounds, it's true. Because I don't see this industry as a competition. But at the same time, when one artist falls, that's just that's one less person that's going to be competing for yeah. a time spot at a festival. You know? Yeah. So, boom. Let's just say you give up. Okay. I'm going to keep going. Boom. This guy gets on. I'm going to keep going. And as the more you know it, you're going to be up there, dude. Eventually you will get there. I 100% agree with that, man. You know, it's just, it's one of those things that, you know, persevere, dedicate, have patience. Don't give up, man. Just, just go for it. But I do feel sometimes um, some of these people that do get discouraged very quickly, easily, like maybe it's because you're not made of steel, not, you know, like you don't have tough skin. Not everybody is built for it, you know, but sometimes, you know, mental health comes into play in all this, you know, and that could actually oh, fuck, fuck up your psyche, you know? Of course. Have you ever experienced any of that sort of health issues? Uh, as in like, like forms of depression and stuff like that or... Yeah, yeah. It's like stuff. Like that. Let me give you like a, like a brief story and then you can answer me. Um. Okay. At one point, you will never believe it, but at one point, I did suffer from depression before we mm -hmm. met. I was living in by myself in, in South Beach, and it was a, the place I was living, it was a 
shithole place, literally. They're filled with rats, AC broken. Um, I was close to my work and my work was a very toxic place to work in. And I w- my creativity was not there. So I was not making music. Like I, my my headset was not in the right place, you know. And I had to fight f- through my demons a lot, you know. And then it's only when I left there that I started to begin to, you know, heal myself little by little. And I never told this to anybody. But I was, I'm very open about this in the, in the podcast. So, and yet I had, I had to go through some shit and and sometimes when you see some results not happening through, you get discouraged yeah. because, you know, I was working at that time very often with Needy Greedy. You know, he was blowing up at the time and I was given the opportunity to be his like either his um like bus driver of sorts, you know, take him to all the to all the places or getting to the tour management but I, it never happened because um I had bills to pay, you know, I had loans to pay and they weren't going to pay me at the moment. They were going to pay me later when things get like very good. But I couldn't okay. be- because I had that chain on me and I had to decline it. And I always regretted it. And there was so and then at the same time, my music wasn't getting out there. My music, uh, people didn't fuck with it. It was like a combination of a lot of shit happening, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when I met you guys and Modestep, you know, that's when I saw that they like, you know, things were getting better. I got my I got hired on a new job that I still working currently. You know, things were turning up and that's where I saw the the light of the tunnel that is like fucking finally. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through that shit. Yeah. Have you ever experienced any of that sorts? To be quite honest, not as deep as your story. Mm. Um first off, that's that's an incredible story. It's major props to you for like getting out of that that darkness, you know, and and still having hope. That takes a lot of courage, dude. Yeah, thank you. For sure. But to answer your question, um, I have had a form of depression, but not to that extent where I am, you know, living at uh, an area that you don't want to live in, mm. having a very bad job. It's it, it was more like uh, just not getting the support that I felt like I deserved. Mm. And, you know, I, yeah, I did have some financial bumps in my, in my life where like, where I moved here, I moved, I, I actually moved to LA from my parents' house because to pursue music, you know, and right. at the time I thought it's, it sounded like a great idea. Um, but I didn't have a job at the time. I quit my job to move here and pursue my career. What the plan was, was I was going to rent out my studios to people, but the way it turned out was people started backing out and I couldn't afford my, my, my rent, oh, you know? Damn. So I had to figure out a way to get back into the groove. You know, I got a job and stuff like that, but it, it, it was all a mental game, bro. Mm-hmm. Like moving to LA not having enough money, um, not getting the support when you're working your ass off is definitely discouraging. And it puts you in a dark place because it makes you think like, Oh, is this decision even worth it? Like, Am I even meant to be a musician? Am I meant to pursue this career? You know, like, should I just quit? But like, there's always something inside me that was strong enough to push through and say, you know what? You made it this far. Why would you quit? It's like you put all that work just to give up. Like you wasted Mm. all of those years. Right. What I'm saying, I'm like, I don't want to look back at my life, looking at my friends succeed, playing at festivals, making money, doing all the things I've dreamt of doing. And I'm just here at the house watching them. Like, that's my biggest fear to fail at life. I mean, 
And that's not even like I can have a regular job and be successful. That's great. But I'm talking about my passion. Yeah. Is for music. Yeah. It's for doing that. And it's like, I don't think I'd be able to live with myself knowing that I gave up. So that kind of pushed me and gave and, and made me like realize, you know what? Like some people have it tough and others have it e- easier than others, but I'm going to push my way through no matter what the situation is because I have that passion. Th- you know, thank God that I was fortunate enough to have a family that supports me mm. and provide me with certain things. Like if I didn't have food, they would send me some money for right. food. You know? Yeah. And others don't have that. So like I'm definitely blessed and I am lucky. Some people aren't so lucky. So yeah, but just to make it short, yeah, dude, it, it was definitely a struggle, but I was lucky, you know, to, to fight, fight out of the darkness. It's, it was just a mental game, dude. I, I 100% agree with you, man. And yeah, there was those times as well that I agree that, you know, it was kind of discouraging when there were so many things happening and, you know, bills to pay. And then I don't have enough time to do certain things as well. Um, and luckily for me as well, I have my parents, you know, thanks, thanks to then I ha- I was able to financially be stable to where I am right now, which I have no problems. It's a, yeah. still paying for my bills, but that's then that, you know, if I needed to eat or I needed, you know, some money for gas or, or something that I can depend on them, you know, and I agree. It's that's not many people have that luxury and we're very thankful to have people like that in our lives to do stuff like that. Um, but I'm going to go into that little particular segue in which the struggling artist routine, you know, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's okay to go through that struggling artist routine to make it without a plan B? Uh, I mean, that's definitely the route that I took just because I was never, a. I wouldn't say I wasn't a bright student, but I just wasn't fascinated with school. Mm. I wasn't passionate about classes and getting straight A's. I was always into sports. I was, I grew up a competitive person. Right. So with the way I see it, I was like, you know what? I graduated from high school. I did some college. I realized college is not really my interest at the moment, even though that's kind of an ideal thing coming from like a Mexican background. Mm-hmm. My family is always about education. So like, yeah, yeah my family is the same. Mm. So like to turn back and like not go that route, you know, the safer, more guaranteed route to have a yeah. successful life. It's it's definitely risky. I wouldn't recommend it, but if you feel like you're strong about something, just go for it, dude. Because if you don't give that 110%, you're never going to make it. Ain't no way. So in that way, I can agree with you. But I'll tell you this. Um, I actually always believe that it's always it's okay to have a a safety net of course no for sure yeah yeah i agree with that because you know if things don't work out like you say if things don't work out then then what you know what what can you do to move on with your life you know you know there was no of course there was that one time that I was thinking about it. It's like, maybe I should quit my job completely and just focus on that. But then I'm a, I'm a type of guy that I'm, I'm, I always think chess moves. I'm always 10 steps ahead of my of me or anyone else. So like, okay, if I do this, what's going to happen? And I think of all right. the stuff. Maybe it's overthinking. Maybe it is. 
But I like to think like that because it's thanks to that mentality that I had of having a plan B or C, D or E or G mm-hmm. that got me to where I am right now, where I won't say that I'm financially stable, but I can say that I'm not struggling anymore. Mm-hmm. And I got the I got the time to do all my hobbies like mm-hmm. I, I played Yu-Gi-Oh on a competitive level. I love playing that card game. I love playing video games. I love doing my podcast. I actually love doing making music whenever I got a chance to. Mm-hmm. Spending time with my girl, traveling. You know, there there's so many things that if I would have stick to the to that first route, if I didn't have that plan B, mm-hmm. I could have never had all the stuff that I had. I now I'm very multitasking. Right. Now I got other stuff. So one of the things I always tell people is okay to have a plan B or a C, you know, because the, it, in life, don't ever put all your eds in one basket because it's it's a hit and miss. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to put it like that, it's a hit and miss. And yeah, very risky, very risky. And, and I can say that seven or eight out of 10 is a miss. Right. So it's so it's not it's okay to have that safety net if you need to. Like if you feel like you need that safety net just to ease your conscience, because that's another thing. It clears mm. up your conscience, like, okay, that's fine. Like if this doesn't happen, then you know, at least I got this. That's why I'm very multitasking um as a audio engineer, because I can actually like I worked on a hotel, I worked on the festivals as a stage coordinator. Now I'm working at this job that I have that I'm the supervisor of of doing conferences and shit and whatnot. And if I didn't have that, then I can work on a studio as an audio engineer. And if I mm-hmm. can't work on an audio engineer in that studio, I'll work on a company that does, that builds the stages. Yeah. And then and so on, so on, so on. So I already know what's going to happen if one of these fails on me. I can just lean on the next one, you know? Right, right, right. For sure. I mean, I I definitely agree with you. Just so I kind of rephrase what I first said, it's it's not exactly like, yeah, stick to don't have a plan B and just go straight for it. I kind of meant more like stay focused. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Stay focused focused on the prize, you know? Yes. Yes. Your mindset, keep it straight. Boom. But have other interests, you know, tackle the other opportunities, you know, because you never know. It might not work out. But the way I see it, it's like, okay, yeah, um, I do want to DJ. I want to play for EDC. I want to play festivals. You know, that's for my bucket list. But at the same time, I'm not going to do it forever. Mm-hmm. But I love music. So I want to do something that my career will fall off into any category, any subcategory of music. You know, like instead of playing festivals, uh, I'll make beats for artists. You know, I want to be an audio engineer. I want to make music for commercials maybe soundtracks for movies, you know, something that has to do with what, you know, something that has to do with music. Mm -hmm. Do something you love, man. Like why live a life unhappy? Yeah. I'd rather be taking this route and trying many different things that evolve, revolve around music than drop music and make money, but be bored. I agree. I agree. I mean, and that's one of the other reasons why I took the podcast as well, you know, because it's like, Maybe this is the route I should be taking, you know? Maybe this is actually the one that's actually going to get me to the stuff that I want because I'm around the music, you know? I talk right. to music artists, to 
people in the this industry doing, you know? This yeah. could be your calling, man. Who knows? Hey, I really would love to come back next year and see where we are from now. That would be crazy. Absolutely. I agree with that, man. Definitely. And I've talked about this with Kevin and Chavaro and others. Like me talking, me having a, a podcast and me talking, I've never felt so much invested and so much happy in a long time. More invested and more happy than I was when I started making music. That says mm -hmm. a lot. And, yeah. and because of me, doing the podcast, it got me back to do music again. Yeah. So it was actually a blessing in the sky for me to, to actually start doing this because I feel like this is exactly what I need. Maybe this is exactly what I should be doing for the rest of my life. You know, this is something that I enjoy. I love, I love talking to people. I love hearing their experience. I love sharing ideas. Like don't, I don't like to be stuck in a rock. You know, I like to be like, Let's go do stuff, man. Let's do other things, man. And, and even now, I'm still thinking about, you know, maybe, man, podcast is this one thing. Maybe, maybe I can do voice acting because I'm very good with voices. You know, I, I'm very animated about it. So, like, maybe I, that's another that's another calling. Maybe who knows? You know, sky's the limit at this point, you know? Yeah, man. I honestly, after this is my very first podcast, by the way. So thank you for having me, dude. Oh, happy to, like, for you to be here, man. This really opened my eyes. I'm like, yo, maybe I should start doing podcasts. <laughs> this is cool, dude. I, I like this. And want to start doing like YouTube videos or like vlogs, yeah. with like different artists. I want to just get more involved, you know, because I've been really focused on just the music. Right. And, you know, my personal life, like my fitness life, uh, my family. But it's like, I want to get a little bit more involved, especially because COVID, I can't really go out. Well, we mm -hmm. can't go out. So like, this is a perfect, like, this is such a cool thing to do right now, dude. I'm going to, I'm going to hit you up for some pointers, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, you, you, you always got me, man. Hit me up whenever you can, man. Oh yeah, bro. Uh, do you have any more questions? I actually, I do have a few more. Shoot them, shoot them, shoot them. So one of the things I actually wanted to ask you is what is your creative process when you're doing your thing, man, when you're doing your music, like how I start. Yeah. Like what, what got, what, what inspired you or what got you into, or how do you start your job or your sounds? Like what, what's the creative process? Take me what goes inside your head of I'm doing a session. Uh, dude, every day I come into the studio, my mindset is just freestyle, bro. Whatever mm. I feel. I never walk into the studio like I'm going to make a dubstep track. That's not how my mind works. Like I come into the studio with an open mind. I listen to multiple genres of music to get inspired. So I come into the studio like, okay, there's some days where I feel comfortable working on a melody first. And then there's some days where I like making the, drop, the drums first. So most of the time, I prefer working on the melody. So that way I can build a foundation of which way I want to drive the track mm. that's kind of my 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 process lately when i first started making music like i didn't really have much melody into my songs it was more just suspense and drops suspense like atmospherical sounds and drops you know so that would be my focus drops first drops first but now i go back into it i'm like hmm, no i like my stuff with more more emotion more you know it's just because when you start a melody it's like you can go anywhere with it right 
you know that's just the way that's the way i i feel yeah so i do the melody i start off with like i'll start off with the regular piano like bad boy right here i start off with the piano and then i switch the sounds so it's like okay piano's cool that's like my my skeleton i start with that and then i can like copy the midi repa uh, repaste it and change it to like strings or change it to like plucks mm. and then i'll start messing around with the melody then so once that's said and done boom i do that and then i layer on my effects just because to fill it up you know because i don't like my stuff empty great I tend to like layer my production. I don't know if you if you've noticed, but like a lot of my songs have a lot going on. <laughs> like, I don't want to say anything, all right? But yeah, go on. Yeah, dude. I I I don't know, man. I sometimes I tend to overthink things, but I like my stuff layered. So I start off with the melody, throw on my effects, and then I throw in the drums. But the drums are freestyle, dude. Mm -hmm. I can think of a, a a cool melody at like 150 BPM, and then I can go a trap route or I can go a dubstep route. Mm. It goes both ways, bro. It's just whatever I feel at the moment. Like if I come back from a long day of work and I'm tired, I just want to chill. I'll make like a cool vibey song, you know? Okay. Chill, trap drums, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then there'll be a day where like I just come back from a workout and I'm pumped. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to make some hard stuff. Like I'm look, I'm looking at YouTube videos. I'm looking at like Carnage throw the fuck down at EDC. I'm looking at Excision throwing down Lost Lands. I'm like, bro, I want to make some heavy stuff. You feel me? So then I come with like the crazy brass stuff and like the ambience and the war drums and then like the crazy the bass stuff you know right. like that's how um my my uh well my most recent single uh it's called motherfucker i don't know if you've heard of it but um it was released on a label called dark motive records they're like a new upcoming label okay that song was first made uh it's kind of like a tritum hard trap screeches but with like a rhythm drop bro you you have to hear it like i'll send you the link after send so me the link it. afterwards absolutely yeah i got you um but when i first made it it was it started off as like war like war drums suspenseful intro oh shit i'm already so, imagining it yeah yeah to the heavy drop but here's the twist it was supposed to be a collab uh -oh. that didn't end up happening so I went back, listened to it again. I wasn't really feeling it. So I changed the intro and then beefed up the drop. So, dude, I go back and forth with my creative process. I can go from crazy intro to crazy drop or from chill intro to, to chill drop or even a little bit of both, you know? So, yeah, bro. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I don't have a certain mindset whenever I go into the studio. It's, it's just whatever I vibe with. Sometimes I even make a song and end up not keeping it like, or I make a song and then I change the melody completely. And it's something totally different from what I started with. That's pretty cool. So I'm freaking random, bro. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> <a weird -ass laughs> I'm just, yeah, bro. I don't, I have no, like I have no <laughs> certain foundation, bro. I just go in and just do whatever I want, man. Hey, everybody has their fame, man. I usually start with the drop right from the get go. Really? Yeah. That's my creative process. I start, if, I, I guess if I if I get so pumped up on a song that I listened in the car and I was like, oh, my God, this song got me. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. I can't wait. When I open the session, it's like, oh, yeah, let's make something like this. Let's go. And then I and yeah. then I get it. And then I just work around. Once I got my drops, then I'll it. Everything just makes sense. I just go. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Like, honestly, 
I might have to go back and do that because there I have lately been struggling with my drops. Like I can't seem mm. to find a drop that'll complement my melody. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I might just do that. I might have to do that just once to see what happens. Well, I could give you a word of advice. This is from Josh. When you're doing okay. the, when you're doing, I don't know if he told you this, but this is something he told me. When you're doing a drop, start with one sound. Once you got that one sound, multiply it a couple times and have different effects on each of those mm -hmm. of that one sound. Let's say on Serum, you created your sound with your wave there's a right now. Now multiply it on the next one, change the wave tabler. And then on the next one, add a new effect. And then the next one, change the patterns, stuff like that. And then yeah. before you know it, you got like five or eight different sounds of based on that one sound that you started. And what you do is basically like, like fucking Tetris or Legos. You start chopping things out and, and changing the patterns and adding the effects and whatnot. And before you know it, you got yourself a constructive drop based on that one sound. And, and when you believe it or not, it's all cohesive. Even it may sound different, from the original mm. sound, but it all came from the same sound. You can tell it's all cohesive. Mm. That's something that he taught me. And then another thing to add up that I do, once I got that sound, once I got lay out my drop that I want, I slap Portal into it. Best. I might sound like a beginner, but what is Portal? It's a VST plugin from Output. I guess this is like the best FX plugin to make sick sound designing when you're resampling. Like, okay. if you want to resample, you basically slap portal to whatever you want and you move the macros. And I kid you not, it gives me the most glitchiest and gnarliest sounds ever. Like, I might have to look into that, dude, because the only plugins I use is Serum. <laughs> I kid you not. This is not a joke. I tend to like resample a lot, but serum and then ozone just to like master. Hey man, I I use serum as well. That's like my only sound designing plugin. I had faceplant before, but I couldn't fuck with it much. I had I have vital just to have vital because it's free, but I don't fuck with it that much. Um, yeah, fat filter. I have to have the fat filter EQ. That's the only one, and ozone like. Any other plugins, it's just Ableton stock plugins. That's pretty much it. And mm -hmm. I'll tell you this, bro. I, my sound designing, I'm, I'm going to send you one of my songs, bro. One of my songs is because fans to Portal. Like, that's how you're going to get your sound designing to your next level. When oh, you're, man, I got to check this out. When you're resampling, when you're resampling and then you start fucking up the sounds even more, more, more. You, you get amazing results, bro. I'm telling you. Look, this is something that I highly regret everybody. If everybody wants to do resampling, do that, bro. See, that was the problem I was facing when I, when I was doing sound designing is that most of the time I was taught by these big heavy hitter dubstep guys and mm. I started to sound like them. And mm. I couldn't, I couldn't fuck like start to sound something like me, 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 you know? Most right. of the time sound like me. So how the fuck can I be original and not sound like someone else. Right. Fucking portal, bro.
portal basically is the key answer because it resampled my sound and changed it. And I only did presets. The presets that portal has. Yeah. How much is that plugin? Hundred bucks. The last time I bought it, I don't know how much is it right now, but I'm a, I'm gonna check that out for you right now. You know, like, okay, was, for sure. Yeah, it was. I'm gonna have to look into that, man, because that sounds like pretty promising. No, it it's something that I will highly recommend everybody to get if they ever want to sound if they want to sound design to the next level and sound much more like out there and original. You, ha- you will have that. Which brings it to my next question. When it comes to sound design, do you consider sound designing a luxury or a necessity in your honest opinion? Uh, a luxury, man. A luxury. Really? Yeah. Dude, but it could also be a necessity now that I think about it. Because in order to be unique and be you, mm. you make your own sound design. You know? So... But at the same time, you don't really need it. You could always post-process. You can always just get other samples and then just make... I mean, technically, you make your own sound design out of that. Right. But it's not your sound design. Mm-hmm. You get me? It's just post-processing. But to be more original, I would say it's a necessity. For sure. Because you want to stand out. You want to have your own sound. Right. I yeah. I, at first, I thought, at first I thought it was the other, but I'm like, wait, let, I think about it more now. No, it's more like a necessity. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now, the reason why is because uh, me and Chavalo, we, we feel like the same thing. It is a necessity for bass producers. Now, right. with people like Mikey, who is a house producer, mm-hmm. for him is a luxury. It's not a necessity because... Um, right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because as a house DJ, like you pretty much you you just need nice chords and melodies and stuff. Like you don't really the need nice little bass line. Yeah, you don't you don't have to be very be a a fucking Einstein to to do to do crazy shit in the house world, you know? We're we're less in the bass scene as a bass producer. I mean, this is where you get all the most glitchiest shit ever. That's where you get the most thoughtful things ever. Like you know, it's funny that a house producer cannot be a bass producer, but a bass producer could be a house producer. <laughs> it's crazy that you say that because I could kind of see that. I, I see what you mean. Because uh, some uh, people can, some people can, but it's rare. Rare. I'll give you that rare occasion, but not everybody. And I can tell you, like, I can make a house song right now and it's going to be the sickest house song ever because of in terms of the sound design, like you will never hear such a dope sound like that on a house track per se, you know? Right. So that's why I feel like, you know, as a bass producer, and if it, it, even if when you're an up and coming producer in the bassing, you mm-hmm. need to be great at sound designing because that's going to be like your bread and butter. That's how going to define you as a producer and stand out with others because you're literally right. in competition with millions of others that is going to be pretty much sound the same or same as your peers, you know, and you want to be, yeah. you know, you don't want to be as original as possible. Right. Which is for sure. And there are so, oh, well, go ahead. I'll no, tell you after. So, which is why that was one of the, one of the things I was facing. Remember when I told you that was starting to sound the same with like all these other artists and I need to mm-hmm. find something. And that's where I found BST's plugins that can help me get out of that. So I can probably, I can give you a sound that sounds the same as Mode Step, but once mm-hmm. I use my VST and start 
um, resampling, it's not going to sound like them and it's going to sound super original and you're not going to even tell that it came from that, you know? Mm-hmm. And for sure. Man, th- I'm, this is the, the this is the that, this is the portal. This is the re- the the plugin. It's called Portal. It's a granular FX plugin. Oh, okay. It's a granulator. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. it's it's $150 right now, but you can get it at Sweetwater and pay for free months, like free payments out of that $150. So it's like 50 bucks per month. Yeah. That's not bad. So I I highly recommend you getting this. Highly, highly, highly. And I'll show you some of the songs later afterwards. Okay. And, yeah, I'm going to definitely look into that, dude. Because yeah. I've been looking for something. Because Serum can only do so much. Yes. You know, it's like, bro, 